0: Welcome to the podcast here on Death of the Reader. Flex here with you on our latest episode covering Murder on the Way with Jim Noy. We were going to feature a discussion with John Pugmire from Locked Room International about Death Among the Undead, and if you listened to the FM edition you would have heard me call it out. But unfortunately, due to some odd issues of recording over the internet from the other side of the planet, it wasn't going to be that clear on FM, so we decided to make it a standalone podcast exclusive. I will throw it over to past me to elaborate a bit more on that and get into things. We massively appreciate John's time and we have links up alongside this podcast if you want to get yourself a copy of anything that Locked Room International has published, including the brand new Death Among the Undead. You're listening to Death of the Reader, your murder mystery world tour, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. You're listening to Death of the Reader. Flex here with you. This week on the show, we are neck deep in discussing The Zombie Adjacent Murder on the Way by Theodore Roscoe. If adjacency is not enough zombie for you, you might be looking for Death Among the Undead by Masahiro Imamura, which has just been published by lockroom Room International, translated by Ho Ling Wong. Today, I am joined by the top brass at Locked Room International, John Pugmire. John is a translator himself and has been instrumental in bringing over some really wonderful books to the English-speaking audience, including... Uh titles such as The Decagon House Murders, which we absolutely loved on the show this year. John, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you. Pleased to be here. So Soji Shimada has called Death Among the Undead a work of great importance, but how could a tale laden with zombies really be so instrumental in the stricture laden world of The Locked Room?
1: Well, it's, it's a locked room story uh, with very rigorous rules. It's very fair play. And uh, what Soji Samada points out in his introduction is that it's just another step forward in the evolution of uh, what's called Honkaku, which is the Japanese version of Golden Age Fair Play Mysteries. It's very rigorous. The laws involving the zombies are very strict and are very rigorously implied. So it's basically, a lock room mystery with different parameters.
0: Cool. So how did the process of getting this work translated come across? Was that something that Ho Ling Wong brought to you, or was that something that you sought out based on his reputation?
1: Well, I'd heard about it. Uh, Ho Ling is, uh, is very creative and, uh, and uh, very helpful. And he basically... Uh, has a blog uh, with a great number of uh, very good uh, translation summaries, and he uh, he told me about about the death among, what I call death among the young dead. Uh, it was um, a huge bestseller in Japan when it first came out, and the author is only about I don't know in his twenties.
0: Yeah, I guess there's a long tradition of translators being responsible for the cultural cross-pollination of the mystery, including Joseph Skvoresky, uh, Edgar Rampo, Cheng Shao King. What is it about murder mystery you think that makes it such an international genre when so often its setting is about the most constrained thing possible?
1: Well, it's a puzzle, basically. If you like puzzles, you like uh, locked crew mystery. Simple as that. It's an intellectual challenge, not just, not just who did it or who done it, but how was it done? How done it?
0: The translations that you yourself have done for Locked Room International have largely focused on Paul Halter, a French uh, writer of the Locked Room. What has attracted you so much to his work?
1: I read about him in um, a biblio, famous bibliography called Locked Room Murders, which gives details of all the Lock Room Mysteries up until 1992 with a summary of their solution. And he said that there was a new Johnson car on the horizon, but unfortunately he was French. So since I my French is pretty fluent, having spent about 10 years in the country, um, I decided to do something about it. So I contacted uh, Paul, uh, Bob Adie. Put me in touch with his French equivalent, Roland Le Corb, who since become a very good friend of mine. And Roland put me in touch with Paul, and I started translating Paul's books. And I, I learned about uh, the, the Amazon publishing uh, through a Wall Street Journal article. So I decided to give it a try.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. You kind of just went into it on a whim because you saw there was a need there for someone who, you know, wanted the favour done in return, I guess. Yeah, right. What, what took that from being uh, a, a favour, I suppose, into being Locked Room International? How did that transition to being an entire field of some really significant cultural works that you've brought across now?
1: Well, I started, uh, I started with Paul and then... I think you mentioned you interviewed Satomi Saito. By the way, uh, the reason he got the uh, the uh, book signed with a Z is because I actually sold the previous 25 uh, letters of the alphabet to people who actually pay, and he didn't pay. This was a complimentary copy, so he, he got the Z at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he got a complimentary copy. at right? least
0: he got a complimentary copy
1: <laughs> so uh I, I kept I kept going with Paul Halter for about 10 uh, ten ten or so books, and then I started to spread my wings, I've always been a fan of it of someone called Noel Vi who is another famous French room mystery writer of the thirties. And, uh, so I started translating. I translated his book, La Maison qui Tue, which I translated as The House That Kills. So I branched out from, uh, Paul Holter to another French author. And then I thought, what the hell? <laughs> uh, my son, who had been, who had sent me the original Saito, um, thesis. Yeah. I managed to contact him and I spoke to him. I decided, since he was so uh, eulogistic about Deccan House Murders, I decided to go to the go. I saw the Tokyo Zodiac Murders in a second-hand bookstore and bought it. And I loved it, so I was already familiar with, with Kaku. So I decided to go ahead with Deku House Murders, and I contacted Holy Wong, to do the translation for me. And I published it.
0: With with such a wealth of some really, you know, clever mysteries for Locked Room International, is it a bit of a challenge for you to kind of keep up, you know, keep using mysteries that have a genuine challenge to them? Is it being a challenging puzzle, something that you consider, or is it more about, you know, the interest and the cultural significance of it?
1: Well, what I do is I, uh, I have a very good source a French version of Lockroom Murders, uh, produced by Roland Le Corbe, and they rank, they give a ranking of the uh, books by uh, using a five, one to five star method. I've simply been going through the five and four stars on the list.
0: That that seems like a really valuable thing to have as a murder mystery fan, just a list of books that are ranked by you know how interesting and challenging the puzzle can be is that something that locked room international is maybe going to you know start doing with its books start ranking them by how difficult they are for the audience oh, No,
1: no 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 <laughs> i leave that i leave that up to the to the experts i uh, <laughs> but anybody can get hold of a thousand and one locked and me and sean McClellan's by Roland Lycour, and the uh, French isn't that hard. I mean, you can use uh, the translation machine if you get stuck, but the, the French is relatively straightforward, so you can you can uh, get a, a pretty good idea yourself of some of the best books.
0: Yeah, I guess the next thing I wanted to go into talking about murder mystery uh, murder mystery historiography is, for example, in 2012, you helped the BBC create a radio feature. Uh, that is sadly seem to have disappeared from their archives. I went digging for it and I couldn't find it. And also it helped uh, put together the current Wikipedia article on Locked lost, lost Room mis- Mysteries amongst other projects. You know, how important is keeping that history of murder mystery uh, intact and easy to access for, you know, future generations?
1: Uh, well, actually, I'm fairly negative. I only kind of think about it every six months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy. Uh, I spend. I'm lucky enough to read, retired, mm. and so I have a fair amount of time. And I spend a lot of it just doing the actual translations themselves. So mm. I, I don't read the book ahead of time. I I translate it and I read it as I go along because I would like to be surprised like everybody else.
0: I guess when you're going through and translating a book like that, and you're reading along for the surprise. Do you often find yourself like going back to where you've realized there were clues that you might have translated a bit weird because you didn't realize they were clues earlier on?
1: Yes, <laughs> all the time, mm. <laughs> because my translations are fairly liberal. I try to produce a text which sounds like it was actually written, you know, uh, originally. I don't, I don't do kind of blind word-for-word word translation. So uh, sometimes I do miss a clue by being too free with the, with the actual translation.
0: You know, I imagine it's a bit of a like steep learning curve, not only having learned the language, but I guess you were in France for 10 years, you said, so you probably picked up enough of the, I guess, uh, colloquialisms that had helped yeah. clues yes, avoid did. flying yeah. under the radar.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm translating something right now, Again, by the aforementioned Noël Vandrie, that's B-I-N-D-R-Y, go through the walls, à travers les Miralles. And uh, that's a very interesting mystery. It's very, very complicated, very complex. So I have to keep going back. I use, I use the search function in my word translator. I use the search function to go back to uh, any phrases I may have got wrong. Does that mean
0: you have to keep a lot of notes as you're going through and translating as well to make sure that you know what to search for when you're going
1: back? Yeah, I do that.
0: I think uh, the other thing that's kind of interesting to me there is, you know, having retired and now putting together what is essentially like an independent publishing group is really awesome that like a small publishing house like Locker Room International um, is able to you know bring some genuinely culturally important works across like obviously uh, the decagon house murders has now been grabbed up and is one of the most acclaimed uh new reprints of the past year um you know <laughs> obviously there's there's got to be a bit of a, a sore bite to losing the rights to that book but on the other hand it's got to feel good like seeing that the work that you put into that was uh you know really appreciated at the same time
1: Yes, I I, I don't approach them. I mean, they're in business as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's, a, it's a bit gory when you find you can't renew your own book. But anyway, but that's the way that's the way it is, you know. I I keep ahead of them. I I got I got um, the rights to Death Among the Undead, uh, which is a astonishing astonishing book, and I'm working on the rights to the follow-up as well. So. Uh, so uh, I keep ahead of the game that way. That's why. I, that's why I don't tell anybody ahead of time what I'm going to be planning oh, to publish. Fair enough. Too it's fair enough. Too. <laughs> Sorry, just has been. Mm,
0: I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know if this is you know this is just kind of random speculation on my part, I suppose, but with a lot of the Japanese stuff that we've covered here on this show, I felt that a lot of the authors found success like really young out the gates with their first work. You know, Yukudo Ayatsuji released it while he was at university in the university club that the book is about. And you mentioned Masahiro Imamura was uh, pretty young when he released Death Among the Undead.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you, th-
0: do you mm-hmm. think that that's something specific to Japan with a lot of their murder mystery authors getting success when they're younger? Um, because I don't feel I've noticed that elsewhere in the
1: world. Oh, definitely they, uh, they, uh, they—the kids—they—they they bring them up young. I mean, the kids have have uh, mangas, that's that's cartoon books, yeah, with the locker room puzzles in them. The, the, the kids kind of grow up on the stuff, mm. and the um, uh, Soji himself uh, grew a, a whole groomed a whole lot of young writers with his, with his uh, uh, university tours,
0: Yeah,
1: and they had, uh, they had writing, writing competitions among the students to see you know, who could create the best short story. So it's very much part of the culture in Japan. Unfortunately, not anywhere else far like I make them.
0: Again. I mean, listen, John, maybe that's the next market for Locked Room International University to us, to breed the next generation of murder mystery writers.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, think, I don't think people ever hear enough <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Anyway, but it's a thought, it's an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, you, you say that, but there's definitely a bit of a, like, blossoming interest these days in terms of, you know, some of the... Uh, the stories that are, that are creeping out around the world. So who knows, maybe, maybe it's yet to come.
1: Maybe, who knows, maybe. A dream, right? Eh? <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. It was, it, it, it's been really interesting as well, looking through a lot of the catalog uh, that you've written about, um, such as your piece, A Locked Room Library, and some of the really interesting stories in here that I have and have not had the time uh, to read, you know, <laughs> with a lifetime of mystery reading, how uh, how do you keep finding stuff that's fresh? Do you ever find that you look at a puzzle and go, oh, "I've I've seen this before," because you know the trope has been tried and true, or is there still genuine innovation that you find as you go around the world with Locked Room International?
1: Well, inevitably, there are. Uh, you know, there's a good chance you'll see some variation of what you've seen before. So. Sort of- there's got to be a finite number of possibilities. But uh, uh that's why it's interesting to have this um what I would call a, a breakthrough. The the idea of uh of introducing zombies into into room is, is definitely a a break with transition, the tradition, I mean. And um I think that'll continue. That's what Sergi says in his introduction to among the undead. This is uh, an exciting step forward, a major, major step forward.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that because there's a lot of newer mysteries that tend to lean on a lot of concepts of unreality and really questioning that blend between the straight mystery stories that we expect and the, uh, the weird stuff that almost can't be there by the standards of the genre and how those things can possibly coexist.
1: Well, uh, Imamura's second book, which I can talk about because I've just secured the rights, has somebody who has genuine second sight who can really predict the future. Mm. So that's going to be interesting. I haven't read it yet, but that's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah,
0: no, there are definitely some incredibly exciting uh stories coming out of that field and i'm really looking forward to seeing what more comes of it both uh in in terms of directly out of japan and through locked room international it has uh, been an absolute pleasure speaking with you john thank you so much for joining us here on death of the reader
1: my pleasure Pete, and good luck with your with your blog so uh, very interesting
0: thank you so much Thanks again to John Pugmire for joining past me here on the podcast. Those links are still here alongside this discussion. They haven't gone anywhere. I haven't deleted them. So if you want to check out Death Among the Undead or any of Locked Room International's work, go follow those
1: links. Thank you for listening. Thanks to John for joining us. This is Death of the Reader, your murder mystery world tour.